What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the fourth episode of Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B. We in season three, episode four. Let's get this show started. What's up? What's up? You are now tuned in to Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B. All right, all right, all right. It, y'all, I want to just start by saying today, this morning, finally, Woodward Sports follow me on social media. I've been rocking with Woodward Sports since they started their show. Like, literally, one show. They the people who started on the show don't they too high up now. They they just filler ins this at this point. So I'm excited. When I saw that, I was like, okay, today gonna be a good day. <laughs> I really, really, really want to first start today with something I did touch on last week. But we the people are petty. Um the Boston Celtics coach, they they suspended him for a year the whole next season over an affair scandal going on there in Boston. Somehow he either had some kind of affair, was initiating some kind of affair. A lot of the information is not even out. That's why it was not even a lot for me to report on last week. It, all we know is that he he suspended. You know, what we do know is that is Nia Long's fiancé, or at least was <laughs> Nia Long's fiancé, her the father of her youngest kid, I believe, and, um, yeah, the coach of the Boston Celtics. Where I think we petty because why y'all finding these people's pictures and sharing it around social media? First and foremost, nobody know who it was. They said it was somebody who was married. Last thing I saw on a report, actual news report, um, was that the young lady was caught on the doorbell doorbell camera. Her husband caught her on the camera. I'm just trying to figure out why is it so important for people to be so invested in other people's business, especially when it ain't good. I just can't imagine trying to figure out who who this man trying to cheat on me along with. Like why I feel like too, and I'm this is this is just real. Y'all know I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Some some people more invested in what he doing than what they doing. Y'all can figure this out, but can't figure out if your man or your woman cheating with somebody down the street. It's weird. Weird. I saw that and was like, I have to address this on my show because since when did that become okay? Like some stuff I don't even think is warranted to be anybody's business for one. I do get some stuff as news. You know, unfortunately, we just live in a day today where everybody nosy as hell. And I, I too can be nosy. If I get interested in learning some stuff, I'm going to read articles and look up stuff. I'm not quick to run a social media, though. I, if I want my own news, I want, I want my own facts. I want to know it for myself just in case I'm having a conversation like such or anything else. 
you know, similar. So I could be able to know what I'm talking about. I don't like arguing. So if I'm arguing with you, I know I'm right. <laughs> to be honest, it, it just take too much out of you. So, and I, I'm trying to figure out, is everybody unemployed? Like who in the hell got time to be finding these women? And then what's crazy is they're posting these women, sharing these women, and, and people are running with it. So now you have innocent bystanders. You know, I'm sure if I worked for the team, my, my face would have been plastered around here like he was trying to sleep with me. I, it's just, I don't know. I think that's petty. People need to grow up and mind their own business, especially the business that pays them, because this business pays nobody. Cut it out. That's, ugh. Anywho. So, this weekend, it was amazing. Football against college, the NFL, it's so much to talk about. I know y'all sick of football. Well, who? no one's sick of football. I know y'all want me to report on more. <laughs> I'll say that. But football started back. Y'all know football is my favorite sport. But I'm going to talk about some more stuff. I'm going to. I'm going to do some digging and watch some more stuff. But right now, between just this new work schedule and just watching football, being a mom and a wife, my day is full. <laughs> I loved this past week, though. Um, after I spoke to y'all on Tuesday, y'all know we had Thursday night football. Whew. That game was so boring. I think I'm just – I'm. I I think I want all, all good, high-intensity games from now on. Ever since that Bills Chiefs game, just everything needs to be a nail-biter. Now, I will say it was a low-scoring week in football, but it was some nail-biting games. That Thursday night game, though, uh, Pittsburgh um, and the Browns, that game was so whack. It was so boring. I don't even remember the um, score. I I thought I wrote it down, but eventually it wasn't even that serious to me. Oh, I don't know. I really do like Mike Tomlin. I remember when he first came into the league, and it was just cool to see him on the sideline. I always said he looked like Omar Epps, especially at the end of Love and Basketball when they made him look a little older. And I was like, dang, you know, that's Omar Epps. People, and I always, you know, I, I just root for him, but I think – I don't know. Something different need to go on in um, Philly. I I mean, not Philly, but Pittsburgh. It's, uh, I don't know, moving on, boring game. Saturday, okay. So, basically what we got with Michigan is what we expected, right? Michigan State, let's start there. What the hell is going on, Michigan State? Like, when I say drop the ball, Michigan State, like where the hell did this team come? First and foremost, this is a proof that Kenneth Walker put this team on his back last year. Hell, held it in his hand when he ran down the field with the ball. I don't know how he carried this team last year, but he carried them for sure. Um, Where the hell is the defense? Like, I mean, these teams are exposing Michigan State for garbage. Okay, we on a two and two season. They can turn themselves around, but how many more games they gonna win? Maybe four or five. I mean, Minnesota dogged walked Michigan State. Like, damn, I don't even think Michigan 
state state part I mean, see, I can't even talk. That's how shocked I am. I still can't believe they almost went scoreless at home. Y'all, I'm sorry. This if you're watching this video, this thing is getting on my nerves. But they almost went scoreless at home. What was it like the last minute? Under the last minute that they score, I was oh my god. Another thing that really bothered me in the game is every time they show Mel Tucker, he seemed to be sweating worse. Like, it was making me uncomfortable. And I know it was cold. It's, it's, it's getting chilly outside. They were outside at home. And this man is sweating like it's 100 and some degrees and he in some kind of stadium with no heat. I mean, no air. Oh, no. Mel Tucker, it didn't even look like he had any kind of control over the sideline. He gave that same face because even when they win it and blowing teams out, he's always over just looking. I mean, he never seems to be um, happy. But it was nothing. Like, whenever they show us Mel Tucker on the sideline, I mean, whew. I don't uh, – I don't even have any advice for Michigan State. The defense come on like the secondary is non-existent. And this is the same secondary that he said he was putting all his shit on at the beginning of the year. Oh, I, I believe in this this secondary. I bet my last dollar. Whatever the good shit he said. Mel. I mean, I don't know. And Peyton Thorne is... He is who he is. He it's no improvement over the year. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just Minnesota dogged walk Michigan State. Minnesota made Michigan State look like Hawaii. Look like these boo-boo teams that they be playing and blowing out. And they did it effortlessly. Michigan State was no. I mean, shit. You probably could have put a team together of me my daughter some of her friends and shit they all lazy we probably would have still went out there and got the job done hell i'm shocked and y'all old me would be up here gloating probably not shocked probably talking all kind of junk oh i knew they was gonna do it they garbage blah 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 New me is like what the hell michigan state you still a michigan team we can't go out looking like this I mean, hell, even the game against Penn State and Central was close. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. It, at this point, I mean, hell, I don't know. I mean, they not beating Ohio State, for sure. That's for sure. And Michigan, I mean, no. This is, I'm. This is going to be Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker's first loss against Jim Harbaugh is coming. It's coming. I, I'm, I'm at a loss, y'all. I'm at a loss. I mean, I, I don't know. And they play Maryland next week. In the way Maryland played Michigan, they gonna lose. I'm not even about to say this is what they need to do to turn it around. They need new fucking players. Y'all, I ain't even never cussed this much in my show. So, it's weird. I'm I'm really I let me let's move on.
because Maryland's about to run all through Michigan State. Uh, Tua Leah Tugavailoa, he ain't he ain't no Tua, but he is Tua too. You know what I'm saying? He can do what he need to do. He made some crazy mistakes in the Michigan game. Today is just a weird day for the equipment. Everything just acting up. Um, but that interception at the end of the game, that really was on him. I mean, we all saw the open player in the middle of the field, but he wanted to throw it across his body, and then, you know, things happen. J.J. McCarthy, it was his first Big Ten start. He looked real shitty. I'm not even going to lie. I'm just like, is this the J.J. I'm always talking about? Because, <laughs> J.J., one thing I will get, cut him some slack on, though, is this was his first Big Ten start. What is it, his second? Um, mm-mm. Nope, third. This was his third career start uh, for Michigan. So he he has a lot to learn. You know, he he has to button up, like, just a lot of stuff where he was making some crazy plays. I think Kay McNamara would have folded, probably would have took a sack. You know, he's not good with throwing the ball away either. But some of the things that J.J. McCarthy was doing, he could be coached better and that could be fixed. You know what I'm saying? Look at this film, learn from things, you know, his mistakes and stuff, and those things can be fixed. Like, J.J.'s ceiling is still high. They did pull that win off. Um, it was 34-27 to for Michigan. They're 4-0, and then the Michigan State score was 7-34. to um, Just so I can throw that in there. And they're 2-2. Two two. But um, Michigan State, they take on Iowa. Iowa is going to definitely be another – um, it's going to be a good game. I think, I don't think it's going to be like a blowout for Michigan. I think they're going to get their money's worth, but I also think that they're going to win. Um, outside of Ohio state and the big 10, I think the only like other close competition they may have right now, um, would be Penn state, but the way Penn state just played against central it's. I mean, I wouldn't hold my breath. I mean, Michigan, they're going to turn around and be the Big Ten champs again. Hopefully go all the way this year, but they don't have the same defense. The, the Michigan defense, had they're missing that strong rush. You know, you look at the run game, how they had Hassan Haskins, Blake Corum. You know, Haskins left Corum's back. Well, Ojabo and Hutchison is out. They gone. You know, so it's like... The defense is missing that rush. You can see that the secondary needs to improve a lot. Um, the offensive line, for the most part, is is decent. JJ had so much time in the pocket to throw; it was ridiculous. It's just some buttoning up. I think Michigan have to do before actually getting all the way to the end to the playoffs. But as long as they keep making those improvements, they on the right road. Let's get over to the NFL. <laughs> So in some, okay, it was some blowouts. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of expected the Lions to win, which they were almost winning that game, but they ended up losing. We'll talk about that, but that does not shock me. What shocked me is the Bills lost, the Chiefs lost, the Chargers lost. I mean, what? And then... The only game that I would say was more 
Well, no, they were all shockers. Okay. The Bills played the the Dolphins. The Dolphins are not a bad team. Would I have expected the Bills to win? Yes. But it does not shock me. The Dolphins are not a bad team. Big Tua, Tugavailoa, he did his thing. We're going to talk about that. The Chiefs losing to the Colts, now that's some bullshit. I still stand on Jonathan Taylor, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> what? How did that happen? And the, that's a lucky win for the Colts. We'll get to scores, and the Chargers lost against the Jaguars. Like, oh, my God, I know Trevor Lawrence is – he probably still somewhere with a victory cigar. And they um, they um, undefeated. So go ahead, go ahead. Um, that Urban Meyer, he was a cancer over there in Jacksonville. I don't. We talked about that last season. Um, so let's talk about the Bills in the Dolphins game first. The NFL Players Association is actually putting an investigation into the Dolphins after that game because we we all saw the hit on Tua Tugavailoa. Tua got a Seeing stars. I mean, I think I seen the stars and the Tweety Birds myself. He could not stand up. He was wobbly, shaky, right? We all saw, uh-uh, something's wrong with him. They set him out the game um, that for the rest of the first half. So Bridgewater went in. And, you know, whatever. Bridgewater is Bridgewater. We, we, we you know, that you know, he Bridgewater. Uh, and one thing about Teddy, though, Teddy going to have a job. That's, he... He gonna be in the NFL. Shout out to Teddy Bridgewater. But he went in second half. Come to a back in the game. What? Oh hell no! Nah. I know something's wrong with him. I mean, I don't know. He came back in and won though. The score was twenty nine to nineteen. Josh Allen, they was all sick. I mean, I was sick too. But damn, Tua Tagovailoa is concussed. Mike McDaniel talking about lower back after the um the in a post game and they had that brace on his back like y'all full of it y'all know ain't nothing wrong with that man back y'all know he's still somewhere concussed and he probably pressured them to go back in the game they needed to go back in the game and get this win so they could be undefeated and all no uh uh-uh. uh crazy crazy I. <sighs> These football players and these coaches and, and these decisions that they make, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know if Tua would have went back in the day. I mean, no, I do know. If it would have just been on Bridgewater, they wouldn't win in that game, and that's something they all knew. That, um, oh, my God, it was just at the tip of my tongue. Oh, the Chargers. The Chargers lost to the Jags. I mean, 10 to 38, they should have – What's my man's name? The quarterback with the good hair uh, for the Chargers. Herbert. Justin Herbert. Y'all, they knew they should have took Justin Herbert out if they had a chance. You know, at keeping up the season. Like, you, the more y'all keep him in there, the, the greater his chances at getting hurt. This game was over. Y'all needed to take these players out. It's like sometimes who was the coach and who was the players. Now, we know every team Tom Brady is on, he's the coach. Hell, it seemed like that's why he came back. Uh, Bruce Arians is leaving. Let's let's come back f- for um the co. I can't even think of his name right now. 
tired is it? Um, whatever. First off, Tom should have set his ass at home because now his little situation is is shaky and he losing. The defense is literally having to carry them and the Packers game. It was good because of the defenses. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, both quarterbacks really, I don't know. This could be the last year for both of them. I mean, it's just to be honest. And I was like, oh, this is the last game. You might see these two greats play. The score was 12 to 14. Like, all these scores was low-scoring scores. The Lions and the Vikings, they had a higher score game. But I think other than that, the highest points was by Philly, 24 um, out of the teams that I'm discussing. Philly, I mean, we all knew they was going to run over the commanders. It's only a few teams in the NFL left that still um, undefeated. Philly is one of them. I'm going to probably go every day and say Philly is going to more than likely make it to the Super Bowl because out of the um, the NFC, I mean, the Rams are good. I will give it to them, but uh, are, are, are they good enough to go all the way? The on the offensive and defensive side, Philly is complete, and they got this quarterback who can make it happen with his legs. And Darius Slay is just whew, let's not get on Darius Slay, Philly. But we didn't expect him to lose against Washington, twenty-four to eight. Um, Matthew Stafford did beat um, Kyler Murray, but we didn't expect a loss. I mean, well, we didn't expect the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Bills to lose either. Oh, I'm not sure. Somebody expected that loss. But um, the Rams did pull it off against the Cardinals. It was 20 to 12. Again, the Bucks and Packers was 12 to 14. The Chargers and Jags was 10 to 38. Chiefs versus Colts, 17 to 20. Denver and San Fran, another game, that Sunday night game. Like, what the hell? I see why they endeavor booing Russell Wilson like Russ. You 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 look like Geno. Hell, they could have traded for Geno. I mean, I don't know if it's like, okay, so what I'm getting is that, you know, he's still adjusting to this, you know, playing this game, you know. And everybody, the commentators I was listening to, they were saying, oh, this is going to be good for him, adjusting his his game plan skills and learning how to play more, you know, down center and in the pocket and all of that and blah, blah, blah. Okay, you know, whatever. He needed to do this shit in training camp, though. Like, you can't get – we now – I don't know. Week four in the NFL, Russell Wilson, he got to turn it around for Denver. I mean, San Francisco really wasn't um, a much of a shock to me. You know what I'm saying? I First off, let me correct myself, y'all, because last week I was like, I told y'all Jimmy G was going to be back in. I didn't even see Trey Lance get hurt, and I hate that he get hurt. He got hurt, but he needed more time to watch the game anyway. And, I mean, it's good, you know, Jimmy G was able to step back in, but sh- that game was stupid. 11 to 10, I mean, barely, barely. I know Dan Orlowski, it was funny when he had posted redemption when um, Jimmy G went to the back of the field goal. Like, sometimes the, the awareness and all, the, all of that, like, I don't know. So that's um, that's how I was about to say Seattle, but Denver ended up getting that safety. I don't know. I'm... <sighs> 
some of these games don't even be worth watching, but I got to do it. For, I mean, I'm going to watch it anyway because it's football, but my goodness, I was I wanted to turn that game off so bad. Like, ugh. Last night's game, uh, the Cowboys versus the Giants. I mean, and I did want the Giants to win because I'm not much of a Cowboys fan, but how, like, that – I mean, they didn't even really start scoring to like the last five minutes of the game, especially in the fourth quarter. It was just whack play after whack play after whack play. And I mean, I'm that man McCarthy. It's his time to go. He got to go. Dallas probably needs to move on from Dak Prescott because he can't stay healthy. And I like Dak, but I mean, mm-mm, you can't be franchise tagging bums. You know. Mm-mm. Before we get over to our Lions, this week, th- Thursday Night Football, we got Minnesota um, versus Cincinnati. The way Minnesota played, I mean, and Cincinnati can pull it off because Minnesota, the Lions shouldn't have even lost that game. We're going we gonna to get to that in like two seconds. But, yeah, Cincinnati probably can pull this off. All they need to do is continue to lock up Justin Jefferson because, hell, after two weeks, he probably he probably don't even know if he's still a good receiver, hell. And, and was one of the best coming into the season and looking like one of the worst. I think over the past two weeks, he may have got 100 yards between the two weeks. I don't even think 100 yards. I don't. I don't think he... He nope. Um. So yep. And then the Rams and the 49ers is gonna be next Monday. Now that's gonna be a good one. And it's um Rams at 49ers. I love that matchup for Matthew Stafford. That really seemed to be his only real matchup last season. Um. There in San Francisco, even though now he won them, it was just a good game for the teams. Both teams playing like boo boo. Um. I mean. Aaron Donald, I know Aaron Donald every day is punching the air like I should have retired. <laughs> it, it's just a lot. But I do think that the Rams is going to pull that off, especially the way the 49ers was playing um, in that Sunday night game. And it's crazy because these teams is getting these primetime games and they dropping the ball. Somebody got to lose. That's what I get. Both teams can't win. You got a few ties. The Colts is tied. I know that's oh, the Chiefs lost to the that's neither here nor there, though. I do think Matthew Stafford is – he. I think he's going to improve more over the season. I think he just needs to figure out who's available to him more outside of Cooper Cup and Tyler Higbee. Um, I think he'll get it. I think they'll turn it around. That's one of the contenders I will see in the NFC – with Philly, but, I mean, Philly at the top. So, in all honesty, I think Philly going to do it. I mean, I think the I mean, the Packers going to do what the Packers do. They going to get there and choke. I mean, it's, it's – yeah, they choking. <laughs> uh-huh. Choke. Um, the Bucks, they going to make the playoffs because it's still the Bucks and the NFC is, like, weak. I say that every week. But, yeah, they not doing it either. And Tom Brady is going to retire for sure. This is it for him because I think he wanted to quit on Sunday in the middle of the game, but that's neither here nor there, y'all. I'm sorry. So let's get to these Lions. These boys came out, went down the field, kicked the field goal, missed. Minnesota came out, went down the field, kicked the field goal, missed. Okay, so at first, you know, me and my husband sitting there like, oh, my God, this can't be the way that this game is going to turn out. It always seems like, 
when the Lions start with these horrible play, I mean, these horrible, you know, missed field goals and stuff like that, it just don't go well for them. Lies, the Lions controlled the clock. Like, okay, controlled it. Made Minnesota look like they were the Lions, <laughs> for real. And the Lions were the number one team in the NFC North right now and could have been tied for first, but no, we're not. Um, so 24 to 28 loss. Dan Campbell at the end of the game decided instead of instead of going on forward on fourth down, which I believe they went for fourth down five times. Out of five times, they missed two, I believe. It might have been four and one. Or five and two. Or it might have been four and one, and then that fifth time is when they kicked the field goal at the end and missed. What I don't understand is Minnesota missed a few field goals. This kicker had already missed a field goal. Shorter yards, I believe, like shorter by like at least five yards. Why didn't we decide to just go for it on fourth or a punt? Me, I'm like, okay, if we're not going to go for it on fourth down, why not punt the ball? You know, hopefully the defense could pin them back, and then boom, here we go, we win the game. Nope, that's not what happened. We went for a kick, now these muds then scored, now we down, and boom, Lions then lost. Now we one and two. We should be two and one. We should be tied for the first place in the NFC. But nope, Chicago won. How the hell did Chicago won? When, I'm sorry, I don't know. I mean, they played the Texans, but still, they should have lost. Last-minute field goal. Everything came down to the wire for everybody, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. And the season is, you would think is, you want to say it's only going to get better, but is it? Tracy Walker went down, torn Achilles. He out for the season. DeAndre Swift got a shoulder, a shoulder um, injury. In the game, luckily for the reports, he don't have to have surgery, but that's, I mean, we can't be without our number one. You know, at this point, DeAndre Swift has to go. I like DeAndre Swift, but he cannot stay healthy. When have we had a good season out of DeAndre Swift? Like, yes, when he come in, he's explosive. He's amazing, but shit, how often can he come in? Like, I mean, I don't, it's just, it's, it's frustrating as a fan because it's always like around this time, the beginning of the season, you get your good players that go down. One good thing is Jeff Okuda, he was damn near to like, okay, you showing us why you were drafted number three overall for the Lions a couple years ago. All right. And this is what we needed to see. I mean, unfortunately for Jeff, he went down early on in, in the beginning of his career, torn Achilles, but he's back and he making it happen. I mean, we on the field like Justin Jefferson, who is he out there? <laughs> you know, couple, I think he had like three targets, three, zero touchdowns. Only difference between Justin Jefferson and Darius Slay between the game in week two and week three with Minnesota is Darius Slay had a few interceptions uh, when they targeted Jared, uh, Justin Jefferson. Okuda didn't. And I think he would have, but they knew. Like, you know, it ain't even no point. For real. This is now his, his second week straight. No touchdowns. And I'm with it. I'm with it. And I'm with Jeff Okuda. I know I talk some junk about Jeff, but, I mean, let's go. 
Let's go ahead and give Jeff his flowers. Joff, Joff, 277 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He looked decent. He looked decent. Hawkinson had a touchdown. Hawkinson stepped up a little bit. Let's give Hawk his flowers. And then while we was talking about injuries, I'm in Ross St. Brown. He went down for it. You could tell he was injured. Hopefully, um, you know, we need him. You know, Jamison um, Williams, he don't come in. It's another, we got another couple weeks. Without Jamison, you know, I mean, it's just, it always, like, the Lions is a complete, I won't call them a complete team. We still got some work to do, but the Lions are definitely showing signs to be a better team, like the best they've been, period. And it's just still little, like, curses that I feel like we deal with. Like, why them damn second-string players can't go down? They don't even play. They didn't go in the game. They ain't getting cramped up or nothing. We we just lose our star players, and I'm just, ugh, it's frustrating sometimes. I mean, I'm I'm glad to see Joff doing better though. He's definitely looking better. He's playing a lot better. He looks more comfortable. Last year it just also seemed like he played not necessarily with a chip on his shoulder like he should have, but he was uncomfortable. Like, you know, he put the was traded, no knowledge to Detroit. I mean, shit. I'm not sure if I would want to be traded to Detroit. The way the Lions record was and all of the rumors and just everything. I, I, I don't know if I would want to do it either if I was in Jared Goff's shoes. So him coming over last year, it just, you know, what everybody had to say about him, nobody was really happy. You know, it was just hard. So I think he played with a lot of that um, on his shoulders. And now um, he plays a lot better. You know, the I think him and Ben Johnson definitely have a good, good, good um, relationship and they work well together. And that just seems to be what he needed. I mean, Sean McVay was super close with him. Hopefully, you know, hopefully just the Lions turn it around. I'm not too much worried about the next game, though, to be honest. And I know I shouldn't say that because the way these this last week these blowouts was, you don't know, Gino might come through and be like, we gotcha. Um, but, no, I – um. I, I don't know. They play Seattle. Is Seattle coming to Detroit? The fans going to be, you know, crazy. I told y'all, though, in week one when Seattle beat Denver, I that, I wasn't going to hold my breath and just be like, oh, Seattle. No, I told y'all. Gino, I don't know. Seattle's looking for a franchise quarterback and is probably looking for a coach, to be honest. But, yeah, I don't, I don't expect nothing out of Seattle. I mean, I don't. If anything, I've just been watching the games to try to see if we can just see if Ken, Kenneth Walker going to be explosive like he was on Michigan State, and I don't even be seeing him in the game. So, I don't know. I, I know one thing for sure and two things for certain, them Lions better win. They bet to win because if you lose a game against Seattle, who – I mean, I don't know. I I mean, DJ Metcalf is no longer a weapon. Like, Seattle crumbled. They team used to be awesome. Wagner and Metcalf. And um, I remember when Golden State, I mean, not Golden State, Golden Tate played with them. 
It was just a good team on all, both sides of the ball. That's when they won the Super Bowl. And then it just seemed like stuff was falling apart. Marshawn Lynch, he wanted to leave and all of that. Like, I don't know. They need to rebuild for sure in Seattle. It seemed like the Lions, how they was like, oh, we rebuilding, we rebuilding. They've been on a long rebuild. They have. They, they, but they need to figure it out. And it ain't with Geno. And I like Geno. I do. But I ain't going to sit here and tell y'all because I like that man. He... You know, mm-mm. nope, I'm not doing that. Not today. Um, but I don't expect, I don't expect for Seattle to like choke. I do expect for them to, you know, show some glimpses of improvement because it is the Lions defense. Um, I also expect for the Lions defense to step up because it is Seattle when you think about it. But we're going to see. We're going to see. Um, the Lions need to be in two and two by the end of next week. Or to be honest, it's it's gonna be like we all gonna be like Dan Campbell. We like him and he's a good motivator and we should probably all hire him to come and speak at pep rallies across the state. But shit, that's all you are is a hype man. You ain't no coach. And I don't wanna say that about Dan Campbell. I really like Dan. Well I, I wanna like Dan for more than his ability to make me feel good. I want to feel good about the team and see the see the growth you know what i'm saying like okay the 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 talk is there but the action isn't if if, if for a lack of better words so i don't know zan 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 he got some work to do he do and we dan don't make me don't make me dan that's i don't know I'm that game broke my heart though. Like soon as Minnesota scored, I wanted to just cut the TV off for good, but I don't know, y'all. As always, I am still selling my books. Life support success against all odds by me, your girl Whitney B. I have been getting great feedback from my book. I really, really, really appreciate all of y'all who have supported me so far. Everybody who is still buying a book, because I get people to text me like, girl, I'm buying your book this week. And people do buy it, so I appreciate y'all. It is on Amazon, too. It's not just on my website. My website is mywinneyb.com forward slash life support for the book. And you can also click one page over to your left on the website, and you will get to Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B. I'm still selling my shirts. I do... Um. I still have a couple left. I haven't decided if I wanted to go with the blue yet. Um, just just yet because my days have been like super busy, super, super busy. And I do this because I love y'all and I love doing my show, being able to talk to y'all, even though we don't really talk. But I get to talk to y'all and then y'all write me and tell me what y'all feel. So I love doing that. So I really make time for this and actually trying to get Speaking engagement, so people can see another side of me, my more professional side, and just a part of my life and why I am here today, because a lot of y'all do know this is my dream to be a sports reporter. And once I um, quit my job in news, I had to make my own way because I have too much, you know, too many degrees, too much education, and it's it's hindering me. So I'm not going to let anything stop me. And this is where Sports Talk with Whitney B., it came from 
And so my book is more or less to get you to understand me, why I push so hard to reach my goals. And hopefully it, you know, helps somebody else who deals with a lot but still makes it and, you know, push further. So I want to be a blessing to you guys. And so hopefully, you know, you pick the book up, you enjoy it, make sure you leave a review. And before you purchase it, read the reviews that I already have on the website so you can get a feel for maybe how you may feel. But I'm going to wrap it up by just thanking everybody. I do get people to reach out to me often. I at least get a few people a week and I appreciate, I appreciate all of y'all, the feedback, the comments and everything. Continue to like, continue to share and just tell everybody about me, your favorite sports talk host. It's Whitney B baby. What's up? What's up? You are now tuned in to Sports Talk with me, your girl Whitney Lee.